For me, uh, this movie murders children, saves dogs, uses cats and heat sounds for child injury sounds, warns of the dangers of nuclear energy, and has a strong anti-hugging message. Welcome to They Mostly Podcast at Night, episode 153, The Children. Something terrifying has happened to this podcast. Pray you never meet them. If you want to, I, I don't know. This podcast, Sorry. shut up. It's a thing. <laughs> I don't know. That one oh confused God. me. Hi, Erica. Hi, Erica. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for having me back. Everybody, we're having Erica back from Customers Also Watch and Unsung Horrors. Yes. Two podcasts that you should absolutely be listening to. 100,000%. Yes. You're welcome. It's true. I just love both of them to pieces. Thank you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, let's see. I'm going to do it right this time. We are They Mostly Podcast at Night. We are two best friends of 20 years who bicker and banter our way through a different horror movie each week. Um, Spoilers ahead. Expletives ahead. uh, Anything else? Child murder ahead. Child murder ahead. (laughs) Although that's really like an endorsement rather than a warning. And that's true. (laughs) And we have Erica with us. Erica, would you like to say anything about your podcast before we get started? If you want to tell the audience a little bit about what they should be listening to. Uh, Sure. So I think, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you're a horror fan probably. So, um, I mean, I have two podcasts. The first is Customers Also Watched, which is about movies on, uh, which are streaming on Amazon Prime. My newer podcast with my co-host Lance is called Unsung Horrors, and we are reviewing horror movies that have fewer than 1,000 views on Letterboxd. And um, we offer double feature recommendations along with it, and um, we're about 10 episodes in so far, and it's been a lot of fun. I miss I miss my friend Lance. He was my Terror Tuesday buddy when we would go to the movies every week at Alamo Drafthouse, and... Thanks, COVID. Uh, got bored and decided to start a second podcast. So, <laughs> well, that's cool. At least if you couldn't like physically hang out with him, you could do the podcast together. Yeah, that's pretty rad. Did and that's cool. I wish we had for that podcast too. Sorry, what's that? Cass, uh, didn't we have a recommendation for their podcast to do, for them to do? Did we? Was it the selling or something? We we're going to recommend that they should do the selling. Oh, such Erica doesn't show. like horror comedy, though, right, Erica? No. Do you like horror comedy? Not if I mean, there's I, I can count on one hand the ones that I like, but for the most part, uh, not not usually. But uh, is okay. it? I'm looking at looking it up right now. The sewing, the selling. Yeah. Oh, the selling. I was like yeah. like that. Yeah. Like, it's about sewing. some rogue quilters. Oh, okay. Okay, now we have to make that movie. 
<laughs> I, I know. 2011? Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, come on. You're killing me. <laughs> I know. It's also kind of horror nightmare. comedy, and it's from this, you know, this yeah. century. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I love Janet Varney, and she's in it. And for me, that makes it like enough any, that I wanted to see it. Any relation to Jim Varney? I don't know, actually. You know, I never, uh, I never thought about that. I just know she's from Stan Against Evil. Okay. Um, let's see. And other things. And other things, but that was what I know <laughs> her from. Let's see. I want. I'm trying to see if she has. If she's. Uh, I don't know. She's on some kids show too. Who cares about that? Ew. Oh, remember TBS's Dinner in a Movie? Did either of you ever watch that? I, I remember. I don't think I ever watched it, but I always saw the ads for it. Okay. And she was a host on that back in the day. Okay. She was in Catwoman. The Halle Ooh, Berry was... one. Ooh. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, That's a horror movie right there, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's way down the list of people, though. She plays Party Girl. And Catwoman. <laughs> oh, so an important part then. Oh, yeah. That's very important. Yeah. It doesn't look like she's there. I'm not seeing anything about her being related to anybody uh, famous. Let's see. Although, hey, bisexual representation. There you go. And she was raised Mormon. Ew. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, she was in Dante's Inferno. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so she hasn't been in a lot of stuff, but okay. <laughs> anyway, hey, she was an attractive woman driver and drove at Taylor. That's important. <laughs> she any woman driver, she was an attractive woman driver. <laughs> that is important. Important distinction, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Well, back to this movie, The Children. Oh, the children. Yes, yes. It was the children. And it was done in, actually released June 13th, 1980. Uh, it was an R rating. It was an hour and 33 minutes long. And it got a 5.5 on the IMDb scale. What about the tomato meter? So glad that you asked, except I can't tell you because there is no tomato meter. Um, there is no critics consensus, but we do have an audience score of 40% with 1,034 user ratings. What? Mm. Yeah. That hurts. Hurts me. Oh, it's getting a lot worse for you. We were looking through... (laughs) Yeah. Wow. We were looking through reviews of this, and I noticed people either hated it or loved it. There were really no, like, mediocre reviews it was either like oh my god this is amazing or wow this is stupid it was just like yeah, one or the other like there's a 10 out of 10 or a 2 out of 10 so i can see that <laughs> yeah yeah me too i think i think a lot of people are have it in the you know it's got problems but that's why i love it category mm-hmm. erica why did you pick it for us uh well number one i promised you know, last time I was on here, when I came back, I would bring another movie with child murder in it. So <laughs> that has, mm-hmm. you know, bringing that promise back with me. Um, and, and we thank you. Well, yeah. Yes. I mean, I you got to get, you know, on the got to get the Kittner Awards out there. So <laughs> I, you know, it's it's one of those movies that 
you know, just like chaos said, it's either you, you love it or you hate it. It's, it's so low budget and it has lots of problems with it, but I'm on the love it side of that scale. And so Mm -hmm. I like bringing movies, um, to other people's attention where it is like that, where, um, can have like a conversation. And even if we're on opposite sides of how we feel about it, you know, I can, I can deal with that versus me bringing a movie that I absolutely love. And if you didn't, I would be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know? <laughs> so I think kind of for, for those reasons, I'm obviously on the love it side of it and not, not just because child murder, but I, there are some things that I, I, I think are just really, really great about it. I love, you know, seventies, early eighties horror movies. This is like, this era is like my jam. So mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I brought it. Very cool. Well, should we get through the cast real fast? Although real yeah, fast is kind of weird because it's a long cast, so. It is, but but let's just go through it here really quick. Do you want me to just do like the whole yeah, list or? Just, well, I, I guess I, I don't. Okay. I guess they're all important. <laughs> I mean. I don't know. I'll go with um with the list on IMDb and I'll stop when they stop and that'll be enough, I guess. <laughs> I'll um, stop when they stop. Okay. That works. I'll stop when they stop. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Yeah. No, oh I, I, I get what you mean. It was very clear. Okay. I can't talk tonight. <laughs> um so John Fremont was played by by Martin Shakar. Sheriff Billy Hart was Gil Rogers. Kathy Fremont was Gail Garnett. Molly was Shannon Bolin. Deputy Harry Timmons was Tracy Griswold. Griswold. Susie McKenzie was Joy Glackham. Paul McKenzie was Jephtha Evans. Jenny Fremont was Clara Evans. Ellen Chandler was Sarah Albright. Tommy Button was Nathaniel Albright. Oh, okay. Interesting. Janet Shore was Julie Carrier. Dr. Joyce Gould was Michelle Lamoff. Hank was Edward Terry. Frank was Peter Maloney. And Clarkie Fremont was Jesse Abrams. And they have been in nothing, I assume. Yeah, pretty much. I'm good with that. Okay. <laughs> well, all the uh, all the yeah, children yeah, in it are uh, all the children in this are uh, either two of them are the writer producers kids, and then the other four are also children of either crew members or, or locals. So none of them are actors, which is why uh, um. none of them have lines besides like mommy. Or singing, <laughs> or singing like wheels on the bus go round, or whatever the fuck they're singing in the beginning. Oh, they sing um, hundred bottles of beer on the wall. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that's why they don't like have any real lines, and they just kind of walk around like zombies and just say one word. Mm. Can I just say Jephtha really matches his hair? His name matches his hair. I guess that's what I'm going <laughs> to say about that. That's an appropriate name for that kid with that haircut. So Jephtha. Oh dear. Well, I'm. Well, who was he? Let me look. I gotta look at. He him. was Paul with the the bowl oh, haircut. That I couldn't. Oh dear, that's a creepy smile. Whoa. Yes, it is. I'm scared of a child. That's a new. That's a first one for me. Um. Wow. Do you want a little summary or no? 
Yes, could we have one of Carnage's famous five-second summaries, please? <clears throat> Erica wanted to no longer guest host on our podcast, so she picked <laughs> the children and things went awry. <laughs> <laughs> No, get us started, you guys. Okay. Tell me about this movie because I need to be told about it. You need to be told about it. We watched it together, but some things still don't make sense. So, yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I love this. We've got a couple workers of a chemical plant named Jim and Slim. And, And Homer. And Homer? What? Yeah, Homer was there too, right? Homer. Simpson. Oh, I'm sorry. Nuclear power. It's a bad joke. I got it. It's not a bad joke. No, no, no. (laughs) No, it's me. No, it's me. Mr. Burns is back there counting his money somewhere. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah, I could see this happening in Springfield, really. I'm actually this could totally be an episode of The Simpsons. Yes, I could see that definitely. So we've got a fictional New England town of Ravensback. This was originally called like the Children of Ravensback, which is pretty cool. Um, so anyway, they, let's see, they're leaving for the day and they get a pressure leak in one of the pipes that uh, causes a toxic yellow cloud to appear and build and then you know right in the way right in the path of an oncoming school bus (laughs) so like this this school bus drives through this toxic yellow cloud and uh the kids i don't know is it too much of a spoiler too early to say they turn into zombies basically no because i think it's pretty much from the get-go i mean and how cool is that that nuclear waste can turn you into zombies now i want to go to a nuclear plant and just kind of like steal some of that and make a fog and see what happens <laughs> and not just zombies right because these kids like with their black nails which is happens to be an impo- important plot point um they like radio radiate anyone that they touch like they they have like microwave radiation and they like cook people when they touch them it's a pretty useful skill i don't know think about it yeah, it's so the the writer of this has said like th- there's a couple of things that were part of the inspiration for this movie. Um, one was um, the accident at Three Mile Island happened um, when they oh. were brainstorming ideas for this, and then he also um, was married at the time, and his wife was pregnant with his third kid, which he was not looking forward to, and. <laughs> he basically was like, yeah, children just suck the life out of you. And so his idea was like, yeah, let's create a movie about children literally sucking the life out of you. And how would we do that? So they took this idea of, of them doing that with like the accident at three mile Island and kind of married the two together. And he said the, the movie, when it opened, actually got a better reception from women than from men because the women would go up to him and be like, I totally get it. Like, I totally relate. Like, kids just fucking suck the life out of you. 
Okay, knowing that, now I do have a little bit better appreciation of this movie. That, I'm, no, I'm going to turn both of you around. I know what your scores were coming in. I'm, I'm, I'm going to win you over in this one. How, I, I just wonder. Hmm. Oh, good. I was go just going to say, I just wonder if the third, if the third kid ever found out that they were basically the inspiration for this movie about children sucking the life out of you. That would be awesome if he yes. did. Yeah. And I was just wondering how many how many months was it after that he got divorced, you know, just saying. So Right. <laughs> he still had a wedding ring on in his interview, so I mean Ooh. making something work there. So <laughs> Um, you had, you mentioned too that the uh, original title was uh, the Children of Ravensback. They actually changed it. Um, the distributor asked them to change it because the uh, inspiration for the the title of the town was Ravensbrook, which was a concentration camp specifically dedicated to children during World War II. Oh my gosh! And so to call it the children of Ravensback, they were like, yeah, that's too way too close to Ravensbrook. So we're not going to oh, call the movie that. So they just my. renamed it the children. Yeah. Yeah. That's an kind interesting s- inspiration for the town name, I guess. Okay. kind of sucks though. Cause it made this harder move this movie harder to find. Cause you type in the children when you're looking for it. It's not the first one that comes up. Like I, when I, when we first started looking at it, like I had to do a deep, like a deeper search just to get, you know what I mean? So I mean, yeah. it's kind, of, kind of makes it, it doesn't make it specific enough, you know, like that. You yeah. You got it. always like, whenever I look at, when I look it up, I always have to add the year to it when I look it up. Cause mm-hmm. there's so many movies that are called the children now. The so. children. Yeah. Well, I saw one for like 2016 and I was like, well, that can't be it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, it has to be the 1981. Because there's no way Erica's bringing us a movie from 2016. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there are five kids. Paul, Jenny, Ellen, Tommy, and Janet. And um, let's see. The sheriff finds the bus <laughs> abandoned near a cemetery. Um and he r- radios his deputy uh who and and Molly who works at a local general store but she's also a part-time police dispatcher i guess yep <laughs> um <laughs> paul uh, uh here uh what was this uh harry who's busy hitting on paul's sister susie it's too busy mm-hmm. to actually doing yeah <laughs> yeah he's a little preoccupied with paul's sister susie um, who is in turn very preoccupied with him they're they're way more interested in each other in actually like helping but you know he's the one who's it's his job so <laughs> i'm gonna say it's his fault <laughs> and then they set up this roadblock um and he like deputizes a couple of of locals um he thinks the children were kidnapped and so he grabs a couple of locals, but he grabs, I mean, they have to be like the worst, like, I don't know how you could pick a worst couple of people unless they were actually like slurring their words <laughs> and obviously falling over drunk. Like These, these idiots. Did you guys I'm recognize like, one of the, one of the twins? Uh-uh, no. I did not. What, I can't remember which is which. It's like Frank and Hank, but one of them is uh, George Bennings in The Thing. 
He's the guy no, they not Benning. Yeah, he's the guy they set on fire in the in the <gasps> in the snow in the middle. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I can't believe I didn't recognize Bennings. That's great. And then the other twin, uh, Ed, I forgot his name, uh, his real life name, Ed something. He was the co-writer and he was actually supposed to direct this until they actually brought on the other, the, the guy who did end up directing it on board because Ed had like zero experience directing anything. And, but he's just like, I want to direct it. I co-wrote it. And they're like, no, you, bro, you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> we always like it when uh, writers get to direct, though. I think it it makes the story more uh, like authentic. I don't know, like what I'm trying I to say. I say it's because you like, get to see uh, their vision, like theirs. Yeah, that's what I mean. Well, unless, you I, know, yeah, unless they're not so much the middleman. You know what I mean? So, and know. I mean, how could he have done worse? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> ouch. <laughs> yeah he picks the local yokels that's pretty great though i mean i love it when they're they're they have their guns in their hands and are drinking at the same time that's like the best thing ever Mm -hmm. i'm like are we sure this movie didn't take place like down south somewhere (laughs) just saying Maybe it was south, southern New England. I don't know. Does New England have its own south? We maybe? do, and I lived there, and it wasn't like that. Oh, okay. This place was like Mayberry, though. We were saying this from the, the, the get-go. Yeah. Reminding me strongly of Mayberry. Just more alcohol. It was like zombies and come zombies. to Mayberry. Yes, that was my original five-second summary. <laughs> zombies and babies. But <laughs> I think, like what's his name barney fife could have really done something for this movie you know he could be running around yelling nip it in the bud or something i don't know it would be great like he could just run around like core comedies (laughs) i know i'm sorry i just keep thinking of ways to make it funny (laughs) okay so let's see can i ask my first question now that we've talked about the roadblock okay are we ready for my first question of the, the episode? Let's do it. <laughs> so the guy in the caddy or whatever that the, he had a chauffeur, he was mm-hmm. pulling his window up and down and my mom had to um, mark, well, that's a mark of a rich man in the eighties that had an automatic window. I said, yeah, that's why he's putting it up and down. Um, I know he was the drug dealer on the set and that's why he got that part. But what was the point of that? Like we never saw him again. You, what you was don't the point of him. He not only is a drug dealer in real life, he also plays one in the movies. So he, so you know the the couple that was by the pool, who the the yeah, Dee Dee. The, yeah, the yeah. muscle guy and topless lady. So um, he was their drug dealer coming into oh town, and so when the sheriff goes back and spoiler for later discovers um, bodybuilder guy dead in the pool, uh, or not the sheriff, but the other. Um, the main guy, uh, oh my God, I, names are hard today for, yes. When he, fi- when, when he's running around that property and he's discovering, um, the dead body in the pool and then he finds another dead body by the tree. That's the, the drug dealer guy. Like he oh, went to I the property. Oh. Yeah. He went to the property and never left cause he got killed there by the children. They just don't show yeah, that the in the movie. Guy. Okay. I got you. I loved Bodybuilder Guy. He had, oh my gosh, like, what did we say? Roll of dimes? 
Roll a dice. <laughs> that he had the tiniest package. I don't know what, <laughs> what was up with that. A lot of steroids. I don't know. When you do Probably. steroids, it shrinks the package. I'm just gonna say. Yeah, I'm thinking that's what happened. Like this is a phrase I've said on. way too many times in my life. When you do the steroids, it shrinks the package. <laughs> so this way. You often say that. I have to say this on a monthly oh. basis. So monthly yes who the heck are you hanging out with when i'm not around like you just I... go to gyms and hang around and give talks about steroids to random, random advice to the to, to the gym people yes <laughs> <laughs> i get guest guest passes for the gym for the day and then i just preach them about how steroids shrink the penis and that's what i do for my day off so, yeah. oh all right constructive <laughs> right great helpful um, i am a public service <laughs> uh -huh. okay, I'll behave. I'll behave. I'll behave. Okay, keep going. You're doing great. Okay. Um. So, Tommy's mother's girlfriend, Doctor Gould, uh, who it says is hostile to the sheriff for no reason, goes with him to investigate. We're not sure why. She hops on the school bus. I guess because she's a doctor, but I don't know why she's mad at the sheriff. I mean, she, she hops on the school bus. She finds Tommy's stuff. She finds Tommy in the cemetery. And as she's running towards him, she falls over the bus driver's corpse, which is great. And then uh, Tommy gives her a hug, which turns out it turns out that the children's got the children's got the children's have deadly hugs. They embrace Joy screams and yellow steam pours from her hands and or from their hands and burns her alive. Yeah. That's awesome. Heck yes. I mean, affection as a method of killing is just awesome. I honestly did have to give it to him for this because like kids stick their arms out all the time for hugs and your kind of reaction if if they're a child that you are you know like familiar with is to like give them a hug so it's like oh deadly hugs i kind of like that yeah I, I i like i support the the anti-hugging message here though because yeah. you know yes. i i don't i don't want any part of that especially when it comes to children um <laughs> i was curious did you guys uh like uh the the gore effects like the makeup like when people get hugged Ooh. by the children like the after effects Oh no, no, not it really. It reminded me of Arby's. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you know, like an Arby sandwich. I don't know. It was just kind of bothered. I don't know. Bothered me a little. Okay. Not in a good was, way. I don't know. I kind I just of couldn't eat meat for a while, yeah. kind of way. Oh, it was a little iffy for me too. I just was like, I don't know. And that it grossed I you out too that... much, or that you didn't think it was well done, or like. Well, I mean, it, it definitely grossed me out. Okay. Which yes. I guess was probably the, the aim. Mm -hmm. So congratulations. They they also, they got that right because it grossed me out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And this was trauma, right? They distributed it, but like, I, I don't like it to. Wasn't. Yeah. It's not. Okay. It's not a trauma movie in, in what we now know trauma to be. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I was like, this was not what I was expecting from trauma. You know, I'm like, no. right. What? 
but they keep you know every time i read about it it's like just trauma entertainment and i'm going really so yeah. i mean they picked up and you know they, they they picked up some good ones well good for me at least uh <laughs> along the way they don't just have you know and i love you know toxic avenger it has a place in oh, my yeah. heart but like it they didn't just have movies like that they had plenty of movies along the way that uh like this that they picked up too oh okay yeah because when i think of trauma i think of like toxic avenger mm. i think of um oh what's that one that i watched that i really liked i can't remember what it was called now it was like it was like a movie about a movie being made <laughs> and uh there was a serial killer stalking the the movie, but there was the movie was about a serial killer, and then there was an actual serial killer on the set stalking the hmm. the actresses, and I don't remember what it's called now, but Ooh. it was fun. Can't remember that one. Yeah, I don't know, okay. but it was a fun one. Anyway, um, and I gotta say too with the um with the deaths, as much as they grossed me out, I was kind of sad that most of them were off screen. And yeah. I'm sure that's probably because it was low budget, but mm-hmm. made me sad. Because yeah. I like to see death and destruction. <laughs> we like to see children die. <laughs> and people in general. I'm not picky, so. Yeah. <laughs> especially after general. yeah, especially after this year. Fuck them all. Everybody can fucking die. Oh, Who cares? God, right? <laughs> Just save the animals. That's all I ask, okay? Yeah. Oh, so I, I know we haven't gotten to this part yet, but just on that topic, the the Doberman in this movie. Um, oh yeah. This is a happy story, so don't 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 think Eric is coming in with more gloom and doom. Uh, so <laughs> the Doberman was actually a rescue. Um, they got it from a local shelter that was going to be it was going to be euthanized. They took it to a vet who got him got the dog like beefed up and healthy and the director uh told him well we need a dead dog to fall out of a closet and that said oh sure yeah i'll give him this uh this drug and whatever so you can put the the makeup on it and let him fall out so that dog is a real live dog that was not hurt and the vet found him a permanent home after the movie was done shooting. So not only does this movie have a strong anti-hugging message, this movie also saves dogs. Yay! Aww. That's okay, a wonderful story. More. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're making it better. I will tell you I'm, that. So. I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's see. We've got Ellen... Um, she's sneaking through the woods where John, Jenny's father, is working on his broken down car. Um, Ellen hides and watches the sheriff give him a lift home. She goes home where she finds her mom who rushes into her outstretched arms because, like I said, you that's like a you hug your kids. thing you just would. Yeah. You hug your kids. And then she gets incinerated as Ellen hugs her. <laughs> um, then her father shows up, who is shocked. and Well, obviously, I mean, why wouldn't you be? Um, and then Ellen like is like, okay, daddy, it's your turn. And he's like, maybe not today. <laughs> <laughs> then Paul comes home and in the same way gives his sister a deadly hug. No. 
I love this though because she like she does not want to hug him. She's like, mm-hmm. get the fuck away from me. She runs away from him. I'm like, that's me with my brother. That's that's pretty accurate, actually. I don't want to hug you. Go away. Oh yeah, see, yeah, I I wouldn't know because I've never. I don't have any brothers, so I don't know how the brother sister bond works. But yeah, it, it, that's not really a bond. Bond is a loose word for that. So. <laughs> oh okay. Um. Then uh, let's see. He kills his dad too, Cyrus. So then John and Billy are on the road, where they find Janet. They put her in the car to drive her home, and I guess she hasn't yet fully transformed. So Which she gradually, yeah, like we're not sure why the other ones are full zombies by this point and have killed people, but she's not yet. But during the ride, she changes into one. Her fingernails turn black, and that's how you know. Um, and then uh, she does attempt to attack the sheriff, but he is able to get away from her, and he flees. So the the director said uh, in the commentary, uh, and I'm going to preface this by saying the director's commentary was not great like he narrates a lot of the movie which is really annoying in director's commentaries yeah it is but he did say at this point that like um she i i guess a principle that they didn't really explain very well in the movie uh i'll say that is that when they hug um or when they kill someone that's like draining the the nuclear energy or whatever you want to call it out of them. And so they're not like, you know, their, their bars aren't all the way up, I guess, which is indicated by black fingernails. So she needed to rest to recharge, um, which is why you see when like they initially grab her from the middle of the road and touch her, like she's not radioactive and hurting Mm -hmm. them. And then when she's sleeping in the back seat, her nails turn black and then she can attack and be dangerous. But the director explained that was how it worked, but there's no way the audience could know that without the director's commentary telling you that. (laughs) Yeah, no, I was confused by that. So for sure. Does he win our Marigold award then technically? (laughs) Director (laughs) is the Marigold. (laughs) (laughs) Show not tell. He tells that show him so. (laughs) I like it. I say we do it. The director is the Marigold. I think this is our first director (laughs) Marigold. It's pretty awesome. Honestly, for Janet, considering who her mother was, this is kind of like the best. This is a better life than she probably had before being a radioactive Mm -hmm. zombie. Yeah. Put that out there. Yeah, probably. Living a good life as a zombie. She's living her best life, feeling <laughs> zombified. And she probably got to kill her mother, so even better, you know, I'm just saying. Yep. Yeah. Because you know that's one bitch that didn't want to hug, so that was probably a tough kill. <laughs> it probably was, yeah. She probably had to talk her into it or drive her or something. <laughs> Be like, I'll give you 20 bucks if you hug me. And then, <laughs> ha ha ha, your doom. I don't know. Um, Is that how we've your got, parents hugged you? They, would, they you bribed me, yes, absolutely. Them? Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> that was the only way to get me to hug. Still is. Still is. 
still is. So then we've got Ellen, Tommy, and Paul um, all together. And uh, Deputy Harry sees them and radios the station. But um, I don't have how he's killed, but he gets killed. Like, I don't know which one of them does it. I don't know if it's a pile-on situation or... I think it was a group effort, yeah. Was it a group effort (laughs) to kill Deputy Harry? Okay. (laughs) So the... They converge in front of the general store where Molly comes out to hug them because she's so excited to see the missing children. But she's roasted to death. This is a problem throughout this movie. No one tells anybody what's going on. Like, they know what's going on at this point, and they don't tell Molly. So, like, she just sees the kids and thinks everything's okay. Like, my favorite, okay, we're going to. We're about to get to my favorite part here pretty soon, too. Um, with with uh, Kathy, Johnny and Billy, John and Billy, they hear her screaming over the police dispatcher or the uh, police radio, um, and they, what? Isn't that how that works, Molly? When they hear her screaming over, she didn't press the oh, button down to hear her yeah. screaming. She had to press the button down as she was being killed. I'm sorry, just a little pet peeve. That'd be kind of hysterical if she did that, though. Yeah, I would. (laughs) Um, So John and Billy are checking other homes. They're finding more people dead in the same way. Um, And they go to John's home to meet his pregnant wife, Kathy, and his younger son, Clerky, um, who are unharmed so far. He... John starts like giving orders, but he does not tell Kathy what the hell is going on. Nobody tells Kathy what's going on. It pisses me off so bad that nobody tells Kathy what's going on. But at the same time, it creates this kind of situation that made me laugh a lot where she's like, why the heck are you attacking children? Like, it was really funny when she's like, she's like. Oh my god, he's shooting at the children! And she slash, <laughs> smashes the guy over the head with the vase. Because she doesn't. nobody tells her why they're attacking the children. And she just sees this, this uh, you know, deputy shooting at kids. <laughs> <laughs> like it's Duck Hunt or something. And she's like, what is the world going nuts? And so I just love that when she smashes him over the head with the vase. When she's like, he was shooting the children. <laughs> Favorite line. It is Mayberry. Aunt B can't handle news like this. You can't explain things. That's why yeah. the women can't know. They can't I handle know, like, information. Like they're yeah, too emotional. <laughs> right. It's like we we got to protect the women folk from what's going on. Like what the fuck, man? Just tell them that what's happening. I don't understand. So um. Paul actually climbs up to the up, upper level of the house and Clarky lets Paul in the window because once again, nobody's told him what's going on. Of course he's a child, so I get why they didn't, but still he doesn't know what's going on. So he just lets him in. And then they actually like play a game of tag first before Paul kills him. Like Paul's well, just like, does. okay, I just want to get in this one game of tag and then I'm going to kill you. But let's have fun first. <laughs> so I don't know. I thought that was funny. So <laughs> Billy uh, 
he's you know shoot this is when he's shooting at the kids um but the bullets aren't affecting them and and kathy knocks billy out with a vase to stop them from shooting him from shooting them um and then she finds clarky's roasted body and she tells john who runs upstairs and puts the boy back she puts him he puts him to bed like he's he's dead but he puts him to bed pretending he's sleeping yeah (laughs) so paul then attacks the adults and billy figures out what's up because he finds a katana and chops paul's hands off and then he realizes that paul's fingernails they turn back to normal um and that's like an indication that his power is gone yeah, it's basically um, like, you know, with zombies, it's like, you know, shoot them in the head or chop their head off or whatever. Right. In in this case, you chop off the hands, that's their power source. So it chopping the hands off kills them. I, I have yeah. to say at this point, because um, Chaos and I were watching this together, and when the children would cry out when their appendages were cut off, I'm like, God, they sound like cats. They yeah. Sound like cats. Yes. And it, it, I looked on the trivia. It's like, yeah, they used um, uh, what was it, cats and heat? Uh huh. Yes. Cats and heat for the <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! See, so and I didn't want to spoil that because I didn't know if that was going to be like when you did like trivia stuff. But I was like, that's another reason I picked this movie for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> they literally use that. <laughs> see, they literally use the sound of cats and heat. Come on. <laughs> Well, you know, once again, a very original idea. I don't think I'd ever come across that before. <laughs> um, so Ellen then breaks through uh, one of the windows and Billy severs one of her hands and she's kind of dead she's uh injured so she's she's lost half her power so she's gotta you know recharge get the Mm, okay she's not dead yet but yeah she's she's weakened for now got it so billy and john go outside with the sword to fight the rest of the child zombies um so so we have tommy janet and jenny um they get to the upper level of john's barn and john and billy find them there um jenny pleads to john but john dismembers and kills them daddy (laughs) daddy Daddy, please (laughs) daddy i love it so john like collapses because he's just had enough of this crazy day and billy goes to uh radio for help where Ellen suddenly rises by the from the back seat, grabs Billy by the neck, and roasts him to death with her remaining hand. Ha ha. <laughs> um, John, John hears Billy screaming, and he uh, finishes her off with his sword, which he then flings to the ground and collapses in a deep sleep next to Billy's corpse. <laughs> Because Kelly people so, tiring. In case you yeah, never very. It you know, it, well, we've had this conversation before. It really <laughs> does take a lot out of you, especially just depending on what weapon you're using. A katana. Um, I mean, come on, that's going to be pretty tiring. 
yeah i would yeah. think so yeah. it's heavy you know you're not really experienced like with it so you're using muscles you're not used to using yeah you know it's uh it's good cardio it's very though. satisfying too though so it's kind of like the sleep of the satisfied yeah of a job well done <laughs> with killing children Oh, I didn't realize that was, he's like, they zoom in on his face and there's a little happy smile there while yeah. he's sleeping. <laughs> um, so the next morning, Kathy is still alive. Woo, Kathy. Uh, she wakes John up yelling, it's time. And uh, he runs frantically into the house to help her deliver the baby. Which is suddenly coming. Um, as they are delivering the baby, we get a uh, camera pan over the dead bodies. Um, <laughs> is that like necessary? It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like all five of the zombie-fied children are laying down peacefully and hacked up. <laughs> like they're very peaceful in their hacked-up state. Um. The baby is delivered, and then suddenly John realizes, like, with terror, that his newborn child has black fingernails. Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> and that's End it. movie. Movie end. Yay. <laughs> so you got, you, uh, did you notice in the, in the beginning, like, before the bus went through the, the cloud, that... Um, the wife in the red Volkswagen Beetle, like she drove through the cloud first, but you know, we don't know who she is at first. We just see her waving at the school bus and she drives through it. So then when we first see her later, like in full form, we see she's pregnant. Like you, we oh, should, yes. yeah. Okay. So we should be like, Oh yeah, shit. Right. She went through the cloud too. She's pregnant. And so when she starts going into labor, like, yeah, I, I, I don't know why the baby touching the mom and has black fingernails doesn't adversely affect it. Maybe because they went through the cloud together or something, but yeah. 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 I did notice that I didn't put that together at first though. I, maybe I didn't, I just forgot. I don't know, mm. but yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't put it together either. I didn't realize it was the same woman. I just completely yeah. forgot about it. Yeah, Interesting. I I just kind of that makes sense though because I was kind of like, why is the baby not killing the mom? Like, but that makes sense if they both went through the cloud together. Then I guess you could say they were both exposed. So maybe it doesn't like, you know, turn her into a zombie, but mm -hmm. she also definitely isn't the like the same anymore. Right. She's not the same. Yeah. <laughs> Well, hacking awesome. up two of your kids, well, one of your kids, and you know, yeah, smelling the, the the charred corpse of your other child. <laughs> <laughs> so, she's, you know, for the better or worse, whatever, you know. So, I now I'm just imagining John like staring at her, like, "Oh my God, what's going on?" And Kathy's just glaring at him, like murder glare, like. <laughs> and you're next. Up this katana outside. Stupid man. Oh, he's in trouble. I mean, I hope that he doesn't try to chop off the baby's hands while it's breastfeeding because that's Yikes. just unfair to her. Like, maybe wait till it's like sleeping in its crib and then take care of the baby. 
I don't know. I think she's, I mean, the adults seem to be fine. I mean, I, he's just got to watch out for the black fingernails, I guess. Yeah. So maybe it doesn't affect adults. Yeah. Like she went through it and it made her immune to it or something. Yeah. I don't know. Poor bus Yeah. Radiation that that. only affects children. I definitely haven't seen that before in a movie. I have to say, I mean, I don't know if that exists or not. I don't know. I mean, it, it would make sense if like it didn't affect adults, like, uh, and only affected children because it kind of sticks with the whole uh, point of making the movie in the first place, which was to emphasize like children sucking the life out of you kind of thing. So, <laughs> which is great. Yeah. I do enjoy that. <laughs> I do enjoy that. Yes, indeed. See, and Maverick didn't think she could watch this movie, but maybe she should because, you know, children sucking the life out of her. She'd kind of appreciate that part. I, I don't know if she would. <laughs> okay, Never give her know. 10 to 13 years and then she will have us. <laughs> <laughs> when the kids are getting those puberty years. Just saying. We'll have to see. We'll have to see what she thinks. I don't know. She was like, oh, I guess it's a good thing I didn't watch this one. I was like, yeah, I don't think that you'd want to see them, like, killing children. But... <laughs> or shooting at them. But I do. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, do you guys have any more trivia that you dug up? Because Erica, do you own this movie? Yeah. You, I mean, it seems like you have the director's mm-hmm. cut and everything. Yeah. So Vinegar Syndrome put put out this Blu-ray a uh, number of years ago, and uh, yeah, it's got it's actually got a lot of features on it, a lot of interviews with uh on it and i it's got two commentaries and i chose poorly i chose the director's one to watch and uh i didn't get too much out of that but um one thing and i didn't need to necessarily hear the commentary but uh the score the music in it um any friday the 13th fans you'll recognize it immediately it's the same exact score from friday the 13th um and so the composer Manfredini scored this movie first and then immediately went to go work on Cunningham's Friday the 13th and basically just took the, gave him the same score. And so both of the movies <laughs> have the exact same music. So, um, but yeah, like the, like I said, the director commentary wasn't super great. He just kind of narrated a lot of it and was like, oh yeah, here, 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 she's getting really angry here. And oh, she's, is she going to go <laughs> hug those kids? And it's like, I, it was like fucking story time at the fucking library. Like someone reading you like the, the movie. And I was like, I, I can see what's happening on the screen, Mr. Director. Can you please give me some like interesting back information about this yeah, and really so i understand what a director's commentary is yeah so i didn't get that much out of out of that part my favorite piece of trivia from it was about the dog you know so <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's piece. awesome about the dog yeah that's a good piece of trivia for yeah. sure did, did he say anything at all about martin brennan because i'm just so curious about this like why did they give him his because this is martin brennan's only film obviously because he's regularly mm-hmm. a drug dealer why? Why did they give him a role in this? Oh, like, was it to keep him hush about their coke habits, or was it a present, he, like a Christmas bonus, or something? <laughs> he uh, all the the producers and writers said was that he got the role like as a favor because he was always there, always hanging around, always like dealing drugs. So they basically were like, "Here, have a 
maybe it was to pay for some cocaine. Like they said it was a favor. Maybe they were a little short on cash that day. So maybe they're like, hey, why don't you play this role? Maybe I'm super naive, but I just love the idea of a movie set having its own drug dealer. <laughs> maybe that's a common thing. I don't know. But, Is it but... something you want to aspire to be, maybe? Oh, yeah, man. you know what? I think I have a new life goal. Like, Dream big chaos. Dream big. <laughs> that's you how I'm going to get into the movie biz. <laughs> yeah. That's, I'd forget being a gaffer. I'd have to learn what that is. I can just be the Coke dealer. <laughs> oh, my oh, gosh. gosh. That's too funny. I that's love great. that. That's great. Yeah. I, uh, I was looking for stuff. Mostly the thing that amused me was some of these reviews. Um, the Orlando Sentinel deemed the actors, quote, the ugliest bunch of folks we've ever seen assembled on any screen at any one time, end quote. Oh, that's mean. I know, wow. that was so mean. And they also clearly have not seen George Romero's The Crazies because that has the, like, <laughs> schlubbiest yeah. group of men ever in one movie. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all. I'm just finding lots of things like that. Um, da, da, da. Uh, who, nobody cares when this was released on video. What else? No, I mean, it was actually not. Oh, it was released on VHS by Rhino Home Video. I remember Rhino oh. on mm-hmm. in 1991. Wow. And then it got a 25th anniversary edition by Troma in 2005. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> it's a grindhouse, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it played a lot of drive-ins and stuff like that. It did really well. Really? Yeah, I think um, they made like they made they made a lot more back than the. I, I want to say like he mentioned. I didn't. I didn't write the figure down. At least seven million. And for 1980 and the budget that this had, that's really good. Yeah, it is. Because this was definitely a low budget uh, film. That's amazing. That's, I mean, I guess, hooray for the drive-in, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I don't think I have anything else to say about this one as far as like trivia goes. Um, Should we rate it? I think so. Erica, okay, you are. Who guess wants you to go, go first. first? Okay. Um, all right. I mean, I'm going to say this. I, I hope that your views of this movie have at least, you know, come around a little bit more in favor of it. But for me, uh, this movie murders children, saves dogs, uses cats and heat sounds for child injury sounds. <laughs> warns of the dangers of nuclear energy and has a strong anti-hugging message. Uh, this is an eight out of 10 for me. I, I, I know it's low budget. I know the acting is poor, but it's got that rural horror, like low budget thing that just really works for me. And I, uh, I just, I think knowing a lot of the information about the making of it and the motivation, like, you know, children literally sucking the life out of you helps and if you mm-hmm. don't have that going in, I can see why a lot of people are like, this is boring, dumb, and stupid. Like, I, I see 
the other people's side of it. For me, it even without all of that, I still like stuff like this. So eight out of 10 for me. Carnage. Uh, well, coming into it, I was thinking like a negative number, but um, ouch. <laughs> I know. <And> so, <laughs> and I was thinking because I just ranked Red Christmas like a one, and I'm like, what do I do lower than a one? But I think um, <laughs> the definite like themes behind it, like sucking the life out of children, you know, children sucking life out of you, and um, the dog story. I'm gonna have to go a little higher. I'm gonna go like a three point seven eight nine. Thank you. I will never ever watch this nice. again. But oh. I, I feel a little bit better now that I know a little more behind it. So okay. close to a four, you know. So close to a four. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I am one of those people who loves so bad it's good movies, and and uh, so usually like low budget movies like that that does not scare me. And um, if it's really an earnest attempt to make a good movie and they just feel failed miserably, like that is what I love. Um, but I don't f- feel like they totally failed. So it was like not as high on the so bad it's funny kind of scale because like like you pointed out, there were some actual points that were good, like the anti-hugging and the... <laughs> and the uh, <laughs> The, you know, like, children are awful and, <laughs> well, I just said that, but, um, but yeah, there are, and, and like, I love Kathy and, and how she, she reacts because at least like one person is freaking out and going, what is going on? Because everybody else is just kind of like, well, this is an unusual day, but it's not really that surprising. You know, I mean, the acting is not great, but I I do love how she freaks out. Like, they're shooting at the children. It's great. <laughs> so, and the dog story is awesome. I love that they saved a dog for reals. That's great. It's not like the hills have eyes where they just mm. found a dead dog. That was horrible. They didn't find a dead dog. They went to the kill shelter to oh, I'm buy sorry. A dead dog. They specifically went out to get a dead dog. Same difference. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So we've got some Kittner Awards, and we've got just we've got a Church Award, and we've got a Marigold. That's awesome. So I'm going to go a little bit higher than I was originally expecting to go. Um, I think I can't say I don't know. I think I'm going to go with a four and a half. Okay. Yeah. Because Red Christmas actually offended me way more than this movie did. (laughs) So I'm like, I don't care about it. It doesn't need to be lower than that. Okay. Well, at least I beat that movie. Jesus. Yes. (laughs) I was worried. You did. Look, you also like get another message out of this besides, you know, the whole, you know, it's better to rescue a dog, you know, um, on the vein of, you know, the anti-hugging message, you also get the warning, just don't ever hug a goth people. Just stay away from the goth people. (laughs) (laughs) That's also fair. Um, I agree. Yeah. True story. I should never be hugged. Yes. That is for sure. They don't want to be hugged, people. Just don't. No. (laughs) And it definitely shows, you know, there's nothing about my presentation that says I would like a hug from anyone. (laughs) So I agree. Or if you do pay a lot of money. 
Yeah. <laughs> Pay me money. I yeah. regularly go broke. all right should we um anything else to add or should we pimp and get the hell out then um i believe it's time for us to make up some fan fiction since there isn't any oh yeah there is no fan fiction i forgot um hmm. what do we want to do i want to let the kids live and go to other cities I want to. I want to say, yeah, they like. I want to say, um, maybe the baby like kills everybody and then rides the dog, uh, back to uh, the next town by holding onto its little fur, and the baby starts killing people in other towns, and maybe the baby even turns other children into zombies. Like I don't know how it works, but we could say maybe that does, and so the the plague continues on throughout the other towns i like that idea yeah i'm on board for this just keep the murder rolling like that's all we really want yeah (laughs) definitely i thought it was unique how they they weren't just zombies though they like microwaved everything (laughs) i don't think i've ever seen that before so that was pretty (laughs) At least that was unique. There were some unique things in this movie. Yeah. For sure. You definitely got me to see some more positive things about it. What's that? I was just saying you need to add My Little Pony into your fan fiction somehow. Oh, okay. Um, And this all takes place in... uh, What is the fucking name of the pony city? It's like... I used to know. I used to honestly know know this. Why? We can't be friends anymore if you really used to know this. I did really used to know. Well, I was actually friends with this guy who was a big brony for a while. So I learned a lot about My Little Pony and I've actually seen some of it. Yeah. Oh my God. I can't know. Equestria. That's the name of this oh, pony land. Wow. <laughs> Equestria. <laughs> so yeah, the the kid, uh, the the baby and the dog bring a, a like a group of children to Equestria, and they start infecting the children ponies, and the children ponies start killing the adult ponies, and everyone's happy. Nice. I'm happy. Yeah. yeah definitely uh, all right we- <laughs> what about you have you got uh, a story or anything to add to my story no i'm just gonna stay with your story i like your story oh okay i might okay. add a shark or two but you know that's just they're friends the a shark friends or two <laughs> oh yeah in equestria ocean i forgot yes exactly <laughs> I think it's time. For I mean, there are seahorses, so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, it's not time to go now. We got to talk about seahorses. Because so. <laughs> that should definitely be a thing in Equestria. Zombie seahorses in Equestria? I just like the idea of zombie seahorses in general. I'm going to make this happen. They don't have, like, hands, though. You know that you, if you just, no. if you say it loud enough, Asylum will hear you and make that movie. 
<laughs> they don't need to have hands. They can swim to you and just kind of like bump you with their bodies. Oh, they uncurl <laughs> their little, their adorable little tail. And yeah. Yes. Oh, the little tail. It has a, it's like, has a black tip and it touches you and you die. Uh-oh. That'd be really cute. Oh, where's Martin Brennan when you need him in his coke? I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've already had some. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> All this uh, pony talk, yeah. I don't know. Okay, so anything else? Or should we get the hell out? We should get the hell out while we're ahead. Or behind. <laughs> while we're ahead. Okay, oh yeah, it's we're we're going on an hour here. We are uh, part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcast Network. Morbidlybeautiful.com is your place for all things horror. You can find anything you're looking for related to horror. They have just a whole slew of incredibly talented content creators, writers, you know, everything. Um, You can find anything. So go there, check it out, and find your next horror film to watch and fall in love with. Um, we are hosted by Anchor.fm. We are on all the social medias at Podcast at Night on Facebook. We have a Facebook group that's pretty fun. And we have an Instagram and a Twitter. We also have um, a Threadless store um, where you can find merch. Um, and But even if you don't have a bunch of money to spend, but you still want to help support the show somehow... We would love that. Um, word of mouth is always a great way to, to spread the word and, and help us out. But also you can go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review and screenshot it, send it to us. We will send you a free vinyl sticker for your trouble. All you have to do is send it to podcastatnight at gmail.com. And um, I will just say that's it from me. So goodbye from chaos and stay bloodthirsty, friends. Erica, you want to say goodbye? Oh, bye. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm out of practice. Sorry. I usually I'm I'm bad. I'm usually like sign off. I usually like pause at the end. Like I don't listen to plugs. (laughs) So I stopped listening at that point. So I'm totally like, oh, I just assume nobody listens to them. Yeah, I'm okay. Uh, Yes, thank you both for having me back. I'm glad that I changed your minds a little bit about this movie. Um, If uh, if any of your listeners have seen this movie or watch it because of listening and do like this movie, I promise you will like the movies that we cover on my podcast, Unsung Horrors. Uh, You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, all at Unsung Horrors. Yay. And thank you again for coming on yes. again, again. Yes. <laughs> we we're very happy to have you. And we're going to make you come back, back again. Okay. So. I, I'm yeah, going to still not- bring child murder. Like I'm never going to stop. That's fine. <laughs> we're fine with that. Okay. Yeah. We're totally on board with that. <laughs> but you'll probably never um, meet Maverick that way. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that's the sacrifice I got to make because I can't not bring child murder. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I'll finish off here by saying good night from Carnage. And as always, we're filmed in front of a live studio audience of dueling cats. What is that song? 
doing banjos. God, 